You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Thank you so much for tuning in to Mama's Talking Loud. Kara and I love bringing these stories to you amplifying the journey of the hashtag working artist mom, supporting the struggle and striving to change the social safety net. But we need your help. If you haven't already, we would so appreciate it if you would follow, rate, and review us wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the way we bring awareness and change the narrative. And if you want more insight into our world, please follow us on Instagram at Mama's Talking Loud, on Twitter at Mama's Talking Pod, and on our website, www.mamastalkingloud.com Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Mama's Talking Loud. I'm Kara Cooper. And I'm Jessica Rush. And today's guests are two ladies who are nailing it (laughs) as hard as they can (laughs) a year into this pandemic, (laughs) coming to you from a closet now (laughs) in the the noisiest neighborhood in Inwood, in New York, in Manhattan, and in Jersey, in her house where she's been stuck for a year. (laughs) But we are on our way to vaccination and back to work. And y'all, the guests, it's us. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We're a little punchy. It's it's 930 at night. On Easter Sunday. On Easter night. (laughs) It's been a busy week. Jessica arrived back to New York midweek and is literally recording from her closet. I'm looking at her surrounded by her clothing. (laughs) But we're on the same coast. We're actually we recording are, at the same time, and it feels really great. Are. It is so great. It's so good. I have wine. Kara hasn't poured the wine. I don't understand why that's happening. Because I had too much already earlier today. Oh. As my as my mother said at Sunday brunch today, I only allow myself one buzz a day. <laughs> <laughs> that's really good. But then we continued like the conversation and said, well, what if you just keep that buzz all day long? I did not. We had some, you know, mimosas with brunch, and that's kind of where I let it end. But I mean, y'all, welcome. This is not our usual content. This is everybody. not our usual content, and I do. I know some of you. Hopefully, you'll all enjoy it because this is just us. This is just me and Kara, and we are. We've known each other for so long now, and we are girlfriends, and we love each other dearly, and we text and talk all day long, 
And then you guys get like a snippet of our time together. But we thought, well, here's why we thought it. A year ago today, we recorded our first post-pandemic shutdown episode. Post-lockdown, I should say, because the pandemic is still happening. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was a year ago today. And that first episode back was just Kara and I acknowledging what had happened because we had not recorded. It had been several weeks. We had released Anna Lee that we had recorded prior to that. But we had taken a few weeks off to figure out what was happening and what this world was. And there was definitely a moment, I think, Jess, that you and I were like, I don't know if we're going to do this. Yeah. Right? Yeah. There was definitely a moment of being like, hmm, maybe we're just not, we're just going to stop doing the podcast. Well, I think there were just logistics for one. Like neither Mm -hmm. of us was set up for remote broadcasting and recording. And we were on separate coasts and Eric and I had been sick. I mean, not so much me, but my husband had been taken down real hard with the COVID and we were deep in all of that, right? Figuring it out and homeschooling and, you know, Elon. Overwhelmed. Yeah, we were completely overwhelmed. Like Elliot was in kindergarten and having her stuff. And then, you know, Kara has Elon and Elon has therapies and special needs. And so she was trying to figure out how to wrangle that, like how to be Elon's teacher. And we thought we can't take this on. We can't do it. But then. (laughs) What? (laughs) I'm laughing because we were like, we can't possibly take this on. And then I feel like as the year progressed, I'm like, I'll just take anything on. What do you want me to do? I'll do anything. That is true. I do have to say, I have come to the realization that my coping mechanism is to just, oh, do you hear the siren? Do you hear mm-hmm. that? New York NYC, City. Baby. Y'all, and I'm She's literally, back. I'm literally in my closet, y'all, surrounded <laughs> by my clothes and a soundproofing and all the things, but it's, it's New York City. It is in wood and it's pretty much the loudest area in Manhattan. I'm sure of it. Anyway, we took everything on and I do feel like I've realized that about myself. I didn't, I was never a go-getter and I was always the person who was just waiting for someone to call and give me a job and offer me, you know, have an audition. And I, uh, I became, we both, like we have had massive, I just want to say massive growth and a shout out Mm -hmm. to you and to us For everything. Thank you. Thank you. We both have become, you guys, we are hashtag mompreneurs now. (laughs) I don't know if you're aware. (laughs) Who'd have thought? Legit though. Who'd have thought? Um, Yeah. I don't know if you're aware, but we're going to talk about this because Kara and I have done the pandemic pivot. We highlighted it. For those of you who aren't maybe on social media, Instagram, and you listen to us through Spotify or Apple or wherever you get your podcast. Um, we also run a group called Broadway Baby Mamas. And some of our guests have mentioned that in passing from time to time. We do have an Instagram page for them. And for March, to celebrate Women's History Month, we highlighted these incredible mamas in our world, in our community, in our Broadway community, who have done pandemic pivots. Um, we didn't do our own days yet, but we will. But we have had pandemic pivots of our own. It was amazing to see what all these people did what like they took with this year took away from them and created so many incredible things it was I I don't know it it inspired me for sure and also I was like oh we all are very similar in this kind of when you said the coping mechanism thing that was something that I remember struggling with in the beginning of COVID and lockdown like not being able to leave my space and that is my coping mechanism for life is like being busy not 
but like constantly being in motion. Right. Well, <laughs> like that's just just part of who I am. You never stop moving. But it, but it's it's just like how I function best. Maybe maybe a therapist would say actually <laughs> we need to take a hard look at that. But <laughs> when that was like taken away from me, I felt very naked and 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 unsettled. So then we did the things. We did all the things to make it feel you know, like life was moving, was, was progressing forward during a time that just felt very um, stagnant. Yeah. Well, I, I remember saying to Eric, I remember looking at E one night and saying like, this was midway through the summer, maybe when we realized it was going to be much longer. Like I never thought we'd be back right away. And I knew it would be a while. And I've sort of had spring in my mind. We, we now know that's not happening either. But um, I had sort of the long, you know, I was looking way ahead. And I remember saying to him, we have to figure out how best we can thrive in this moment. Like this is what the moment's going to be. And that takes away a lot of our usual ways that we like to thrive. Um, but how can we thrive here in this space? Do you, do you hear the motorcycles, the motorbikes? <laughs> do you hear that? I do. Oh my God. Okay. Maybe I'll no, edit it out. Good. I don't it's, know. It's- no, it's ambient noise, you know, it's, it's the city, hey, it's the city coming back to life and the city is very much coming back to life. We were talking about it at dinner tonight. Um, my sister-in-law and her husband were here and they live in New York and Graham just uh, took them home. And he even said, he said, when I drove in there, I was like, Ooh, this is a different New York than it was the last time I dropped you guys off. Um, it, it feels different. That's there, good. There's that hope. And I, I heard that one in three New Yorkers are vaccinated. I mean, that's New York City or right. Manhattanites or New York City proper, not just Manhattan. Um, so that's pretty, pretty exciting stuff. Yeah. But let's talk. Wait, yeah. let's talk about it. <laughs> let's talk about all the things that we've done. Mm-hmm. So clearly we've can we've continued the podcast. And I would say for both Jess and I, that has been like the driving force. Absolutely. Um, uh, keeps us on a schedule, keeps us accountable. You know, we have... We have to do research and and reach out, and we get to speak to all these amazing women. So it's been really, um, and we've spoken to some men, but it's been really uh, uh, something that has kept my motor running uh, and my inspiration up. But Jessica, I don't know, I'm sure a lot of you know this, but she started a jewelry business, you guys. Like, and I remember you saying to me, you're like, I have something kind of in the works. I, I'm, and, and like, you were hinting around, and you're like, I think I started jewelry I'm gonna start a bracelet business and I was like do it but like you did it and you you didn't just do it you did it well she's got an Etsy shop Ivy and Clark you guys with an um, E Clark with an E with with Clark with an yeah. E um you should tell why those are that's the name that you yeah that's a fun that's a mom story yeah I um yeah yes thank you Kara I it's crazy I got this idea and I was like the way it came about, and some of you might have seen me on other things, but we haven't really talked much about it here. But the way it came about is Elliot and I were doing all the activities, right? Because those of you who are quarantined at home with small children who maybe are slow readers, don't read yet, are, I mean, they're just, you have to occupy them constantly. All the crafts. All the things. All the things. <laughs> and so we had been, we'd already bought out Michael's and I don't know about y'all, but we had sort of gone through all of the all the ideas by about week three, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Like in the beginning, we all were gung ho. We're like, we're doing this, we're doing that, we're doing it. And then all of a sudden it was like, we have nothing left to do. Um, but we were doing crafts and we were making bracelets from, you know, Michael's with big kid beads. And she made me a bracelet, said mama on it. And I loved it. And then I sort of thought like, what if I made a bracelet for myself 
that would do, that would help me to feel good that I could look at, you know, I have a ring, um, that I got the year she was born and from Catbird in NYC. And it just has an E on it. It's really simple, but I wear it every day. And I, when I look at it, I think of her cause it's E, you know, and, and so I thought, what if there was a bracelet like that, especially in this time where it's hard to just keep going, right? My favorite thing for a long time was like, just keep breathing, keep breathing and find joy, keep breathing and find mm-hmm. joy. And so I made a bracelet. I looked up some gemstones that would be good for it. And I made a stack. And first off, I should take that back. I didn't make the whole stack. My husband had the idea of making a bracelet that says breathe <laughs> because it's hard and it's been hard this year to breathe. And, um, So my daily stack that I wear says breathe mama and it's three different bracelets and with a breathe one is amazonite and the heart one has sesame jasper and a um, pink aventurine is what is um, the one that says mama and all the gemstones have meaning and the bottom line is now you can go to either Ivy and Clark with an E on Instagram or our Etsy shop is Ivy and Clark as well. And we have tons of stacks, tons. We have them for hope. We have them for calling in love. We have them for self-love. We have them for, um, the new mom that will, you know, that's a Kunzite, Selenite and Celestite bracelet that will help with hopefully sleeping and anxiety. And we have a stress less stack. And, uh, I do have to say <laughs> what, you know, you know what I'm going to say? They have an anti-aging stack. <laughs> that is the one. I went to go order and the shop was closed because Jessica was driving home. And I was like, shoot, I can't order that right now. But I, that's reminding me right now that I need the anti. Because this pandemic, people. Oh, my God. She has aged me. Oh, honey. I have gray hairs now. <laughs> I never had them before. But the most, the biggest seller we had in one of our first stacks, I'm sure you'll be surprised, is the is the anxiety stack. Because <laughs> yeah. everyone, I felt it. I was like, everyone's feeling this. So we have the anxiety stack and that is a bestseller like you would not believe. I mean, we sold so many of those over the holidays. So anyway, if you're listening to this, please go check us out. We all, we can personalize everything. That's what's fun. Like, Yes, I ordered all. So as you guys know, my daughter has 10 million therapists. So when it comes to the holidays or teacher appreciation or everything, I have a lot of gifts to get for people. And I want to, I want to show my appreciation for these incredible people that literally change our lives. Um, But Jessica made um, custom bracelets to support these teachers, uh, uh, the end therapists. And they had the little puzzle puzzle piece, piece, which is a very... um, for anybody listening, it is a controversial symbol for autism. Some people prefer the infinity um, symbol, but for our family right now, until Elin can tell me differently, uh, the puzzle piece, we say like, thank you for being a part of our puzzle. Like our family is trying to figure out how we all fit and work best together. So it is in reference to our family, not that our daughter is something that needs figuring out. It's how we are all going to function best and how to figure that out. That's my little just drop in the bucket. It's beautiful. Um, But, but, but it was, yeah. They can all be customized. And we also have like rose gold ones or gold or silver. Like if you want something a little sassier and like feel like dressing up a little bit and have it be a little more understated, but um, check us out. I'd really appreciate it. It's been Elliot and I do it together. I let her pick out what stones go in the stacks. You know, she's six and a half now. And um, she helps me sometimes, but boy, she's slow. (laughs) So. But we designed all the stuff together, the logos and the labels. And that's something I learned this year. Like I learned how to run a business. I order 
you know, I have the stickers, I have the packaging, I ship things off, I weigh the items, I make the products, I figured out how to do it. I mean, it's just nuts what we're capable of when we have to be, right? Yeah. And that was something that I've never sort of been in a position where I had to figure it out. I was very lucky that what I do for a living has come relatively easy. And I have worked knock wood, you know, nonstop for 20 some odd years professionally. And um, in this year, I had to figure out what else I can do. And I had to figure it out on my own. And that was really empowering, I have to say. And, yeah. and we also donate a portion, I do want to say when we first started, it was, uh, we were making vote bracelets, and we were donating a portion to a nonpartisan voting um, organization. And then now we donate to kids in need, which uh, gives school supplies, Elliot picked it, it gives school supplies to children in underprivileged uh, communities and underserved communities. So we try to give back a little bit and at the same time, help our family, you know, get through this year and also spread yeah. love through beads. You know, they all have meanings and they all have energies and, and, yeah. uh, and we love it. We love it. We have, yeah, we have some repeat customers. Like I have one awesome woman who orders legit y'all like every stack. I put a new one up and the, right away <laughs> I get like, an order fine. from her. She's oh, like, I love, I love this one. Mm. Yeah, no, it's amazing. It's amazing. Shout out to Rebecca if you <laughs> listen to this. I don't even know if she does. But oh. anyway, and I, so now I'm going to turn it around to Kara because she has done, y'all, first off though, you also have to talk about just like schooling with Elon and all the things because that was a but whole. But I have, I mean, that was a whole thing in the beginning, but I have gratefully, I mean, our district has been incredible and my daughter has been basically in school full time since September with zero school spread, the safety precautions. She had to quarantine twice, but no, the virus never spread within her school. Um, and I'm unbelievably grateful for it. Like, I remember the first day she went back, I said to Jessica, I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know this person, this person that that I feel like right now without that responsibility. Um, so because well, you were teaching like five hours a day, hands on helping with the zooms and the things. And then also, you know, I mean, Kara is yeah. an incredible and I've, I've shouted her praise before and I know she gets all, I'm not going to go crazy, but <laughs> she's incredible. And the devotion you have to Elon and to her development and to helping her progress and be the person she, the, ultimate person she can be and grow and thrive in her world is astounding and amazing. And I'm always in awe of you and I don't know how you do it. And that beginning, those first several months, I know were so difficult. And I can imagine what it's like for other parents of special needs, particularly, I mean, it was hard for my, myself with like a neurotypical kid. And like, then you have, if you have a special needs child and now you're home with them at all times. And then if you have another child who needs your attention, that's just so so much and well, figuring and it out so much about the the families and the kids uh, with special needs and the parents who have to leave you know who are essential workers and have to leave or don't have the extra supports I've always thought about that and the fact that we are so fortunate to have the supports that we do um but I think that during this pandemic the, the families that don't have that I, I truly don't know um how they function there was actually a great uh in the times a while back, they followed up three, they followed three mothers through that. the pandemic and how they managed working. And one had a 16 year old, uh, daughter with autism. And it was, it was really, I mean, incredible to see what that woman did. Um, but also heart wrenching at the same time, just that, you know, the, the supports weren't there. The things that really, um, are kind of essential to survival and and thriving, as we like to say. But I will say, and you always give me this shout out, I, 
it's being a parent, you know, like I, I feel like I give my son what he needs. He just needs something different and my daughter needs more. And so I just, you just give them more because they just, you know, you give your kid what they need. Yeah. It's just, it's what it is, you know? Yeah. I know. Um, I know. I also though, my I mother, I mean, I also though have heard my mother's a special ed teacher for anyone who doesn't know with a focus on autism and autistic kids. And she's been that for like 40 years. And I've heard from her of the parents who don't give the attention and the love right. like you do. And there are those parents as awful, you of know, course. we don't want to, you know, and I no, know no, that, no. you know, you want to believe you'll do whatever you need to for your child, but you definitely, she is the focus of your energy when it needs to be like, you don't, you know, your kid, your kids in general, Finn and you know, Elliot's the same for me, but it's, I know that it takes much more to help Elon through her day. And that's all. And I just think you're amazing. And on top of all that, y'all, y'all, Kara gets up at like the ass crack. Of, sorry, I shouldn't probably say ass crack, but at the ass crack of dawn to go teach fitness classes because she's doing that also. I was a personal trainer before the pandemic hit, but I had taken a break because funny story, like I was about to start teaching classes and then the prom was like, why don't you come do the show? And I was like, oh, I guess I'm not going to teach classes for a little bit. Or I did for a bit, but it was just not jiving with the schedule because she was going to go back to the Broadway and she went to the Broadway and she did that. And then the pandemic hit. And as these two actor households that we are, there was no income. Um, and so we did our honey, we shuffle ball changed and pivoted and Kara started teaching fitness classes and then she personal trains. And then on top of that, she sells wine. <laughs> you guys, sell wine. Kara sells wine. She sells Scout and Cellar, you guys. Y'all know about Scout and Cellar? Scout and Cellar is clean crafted wine. Hashtag clean crafted. Now, tonight I'm not drinking Scout and Cellar because I haven't gotten a shipment here yet because I just got back. I'm having something different in my closet. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to have you do all my ad work for me because you're just like spouting it off. Well, I pay attention. I pay attention. But I asked my husband to bring me something to drink. I was hot. I was like, bring me something to drink. And then he brought me this wine. So I thought, (laughs) why not? I mean, he's sure. He's like, well, it was open in the fridge. I said, great. Um, But uh, it's clean crafted, which means it's easier on you. And as those of us who are getting maybe a little older or care more about what we put in our bodies. I mean, I do know that (laughs) my arthritis. I laugh. What am I like 65? Like, no, I'm, (laughs) but my arthritis for real y'all, it acts up when I drink. But when I had that, when I had scout and cellar, I didn't have it the next day. My joints didn't hurt like they normally do. That's awesome. Kara, tell us why that is because it's organic. Okay. So give us the spiel. So it's organic. Um, Most of the wines are organically farmed. All of them are sustainably farmed. Uh, They're all um, made on very small batches. They're quality control uh, is easier. And, and the way that they make these wines, there are no pesticides. So it's not done in these huge farms where they're just churning out product, right? Um, they're low sulfites, which means in the U.S. you can have 350 PPL per bottle. Um, all Scout and Cellar wines have less than 100. Most of them have less than 50. Wow. There is zero added sugar. Most of the wines are vegan. And the, the reason they're not is because of if, if any wine is not, it's because of the fining agent residue it actually has nothing to do with what's put into the wine. I mean, I could go into a whole like scientific spiel about it. Um, but, uh, most of the wines are keto paleo friendly. Um, and I mean, for me, it's really just 
for me, it was the proof in the pudding. Like I went to a tasting in July. It was outside, socially distanced. And I had about, you guys, like four glasses of wine, which is not who I usually am. I am like a two glass girl, max. Girl, and it's a pandemic. We I know. We were in a pandemic. In July, I, that's like the height of like, oh, this isn't ending. Right. Oh, oh, my God. oh <laughs> like we might not be able to get be together for Christmas. What do you mean? Um, right, and right. I and I came home that night and I was like, oh, this I am going to be a mess tomorrow. Like I just anticipated it. You know how it is, especially now that we're older and and just like having the responsibility of being a parent. You know that it's not just like lays about in your bed if you don't feel well. Like it's hit the ground running and take care of your kids. And I woke up and I felt fine and I was shocked. And it happened again recently because again, like the. All I really drink is Scout and Cellar now, um, but I at the most, I have two glasses. At the most, that's really – like I have a glass with dinner and then maybe a glass after or a glass while I'm making dinner and maybe a glass with dinner if I'm not teaching at 6 a.m. the next morning, <laughs> which by the way, I should say anybody – legit lives, leaves you. That leaves you like two nights a week I know. because you get no. up almost every single but, day. And, and I should shout out anybody who wants to take my classes, you can take them on Zoom from wherever you are. Um, I train personally, but all my group classes are um, live. You can also get a recording. It's Fitness for Mankind. Um, we'll link some stuff in the episode. But if you want to take with me, I know I have I have a theater lover who takes my classes from New York City. So you could come and take. I did not know I could take your classes. You could totally Tara, take my class. You're holding out on me. <laughs> well, I don't think you want to. Do you want to get up and take class at 6 a.m.? <laughs> No, no, no. <laughs> um, but I this happened recently. So my my mom, my vaccinated mom, just she's leaving tomorrow. She's been here for a week, and the night that she got here, I mean, we celebrated. It felt so celebratory to be together. My kids, I didn't realize how much my son missed her. He just kept saying, "Mimi, I love you," and he just kept hugging her. And he goes, "I want you to stay here forever." I just mm. didn't. I didn't realize. I didn't realize that yeah. he had really. Um, digested the fact that he hadn't seen her in so long. Um, so we celebrated and I went to bed that night and I was like, oh, I really, I really uh, let myself go. And I felt okay the next day. Like I just, I really, I mean, and you know what? I don't, I feel like less guilty drinking it. It's less calories. It's all, all that, you know, it's cleaner. Mm-hmm. It does feel cleaner when I drink it. So if you're interested, you can check me out, um, Scout and Cellar. I have a uh, Instagram page called Sip Sip Hooray, Happy Next Day. Um, and all the information is in my bio there. Uh, but message me with questions because I love to recommend the wines because I know the ones that are really good um, because it's yeah, been does. part of my job to try them all. You know, tough life. But also, <laughs> Kara is a New York City girl, honey. She has a good palate. She likes fine dining. You know, we enjoy our foods and our drinks. We've, we've oh, had a lot of it. I can't remember wait. that? To, no, I, I don't remember that. Eric and I were watching Top Chef. The Top Chef just started, y'all. Top Chef Portland. And um, we were watching the season premiere the other night and he was like, Oh my God, I can't wait till we can go back to a restaurant and have like really excellent food. Yeah. Because that's our thing. You know, we used to, that's what we like to spend our money on was like going and having great food. And um, we missed that. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I can't wait. But you're, but we're moving towards it. We're moving towards it. We are. And I'm going to maybe see Kara soon. I which know. Is like, it's crazy. What? I can't Y'all, does anyone it. else feel like this year was like, um, well, a fever dream is what I call it. But also I feel like, you know, we just got back to the city and 
Eric and I both got our vaccines the day we came back. It was I was literally refreshing constantly from like uh you know the air the from the hotels along the way driving back cross country. Um which of which, you know, we were on the road for seven days, y'all. My six and a half year old slept for exactly forty five minutes of that time <laughs> driving cross country. So do with that what you will. Imagine, imagine <laughs> what that was like. But um uh you know, we got back and today we met our neighborhood crew in the park for an egg hunt, you know, like Eric went out early and put out some plastic eggs and there's a handful there, you know, there's like seven of them in there in our neighborhood crew and everyone kept their mask on and everybody was, you know, being really good about everything. But like to see them, it almost felt like no time had passed. It is the strangest time warp. It's like you literally could just take out that year, Mm -hmm. you know, and just, like it never even happened, except now they're taller. I mean, it, and I, I don't know if that's because we left. I don't know if it feels differently being in one place, Kara, but like, you know, we were gone and I already feel like La Jolla was a dream. Like, yeah, we lived in La Jolla for yeah. a year. Yeah. It's, it, I, I do think it is a little different if you've stayed in the same place, like, especially today being Easter, you know, that was the first holiday during lockdown. And I just remember how like, bizarre it was you know we're we're a family that tends to have like we celebrate we get together with our family a lot we make a big deal and we are always the ones that host basically every holiday they are Kara cooks like all um, the things she buys all the <laughs> stuff she goes massive Costco runs I'm I made, telling you I made a delicious lemon blueberry pound cake this morning if anybody wants the recipe I've had that in a garden so good it's um, good but uh you know it it just I Today was like, it was strange because it was very easy to remember how like Twilight Zone Easter felt last year. No one was, you know, we we did an egg hunt with our kids and our our front lawn because our back lawn was like really muddy. And I remember being out in our front lawn, no one was out, like nobody was outside. And we did our, our like egg hunt real quick and then we went inside and today everybody's out. Everybody's out walking about, like it's just such a different feeling than it was exactly this time last year. And we, you know, just trying so hard last year to make it feel festive and celebratory for our children, you know, and this year it wasn't that hard to do that. It felt much more, I mean, it's not normal, but it's more normal than it was a year ago. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's been, it's been an incredible um, journey for the highs and the lows. And I think, you know, we, it's been a struggle. And I know that Kara and I've touched on things throughout the year on episodes and um, with regard to loss and what we've experienced in depression and anxiety and mm-hmm. uh, feeling adrift. I know, you know, and we're still struggling, you know, we're still not back to work. Our community is still not going back. You know, there are, there's talk and people are talking and now with vaccinations happening, it's getting better. Um, and de Blasio and them are hoping to start Broadway back, but we're also talking about regional theaters across the country. You guys, I mean, theaters that (sighs) struggle to get by in general, maybe because they're in towns or in communities where the arts aren't really, um, held to such high regard or, um, they're in a part of the country where people would rather go to a football game than go see a show, you know, or a musical or a play and they struggle already. And so please just, I want to just put it out there that within your community, 
if there is an arts space, if there's a theater, if there's a museum, if there are musicians who are playing, if you could just support them, buy the tickets, if they start having outdoor anything or socially distanced and you're vaccinated and you feel comfortable and going, um, or just to donate without even having anywhere to go. If you have some extra, I want to just put out a plea. I didn't plan to do this, but it just, it's, you know, it's one thing to focus on Broadway and yes, we want Broadway to come back, but those small theaters, those community theaters that aren't even union houses, you know, where they're literally people who their hobby is to do theater and they work a nine to five job and they're school teachers or they're first responders or they're whomever. And that night they go to play rehearsal and then they do it, you know, for a couple weekends. And that's what brings them joy. Those are the places where the Broadway actors and the movie stars start. That's where the love is fostered and nurtured. And those struggle Tremendously so. And not only that, I feel like in this moment that we're in where mental health is becoming um, even more of a focus than it ever was before and a crisis, especially in, um, I've heard so many stories of high schoolers and college age kids who've really lost so much this year. Um, And that is an age, and I certainly saw it like in my high school drama program, where the kids who didn't fit in anywhere else had a place to be. They had a place to feel valued. They had a place to feel like they could contribute. They had a place where they felt community. Um, And I think that that is one of the most important things, Um, you know, especially like you were saying, for people who are first responders, if they've got this passion to do theater and that's what fills their cups so that they can go out into the world and help other people. We need to keep that up. We need to support these places that can give people these outlets. Um, you know, and it's, it's good for everybody. It's good for society. Arts and culture y'all. It really does add so much to humanity, to the journey we're on, to how you interact with others. And as far as like young people, you know, you learn so many skills, you learn teamwork, just like you do on a field, you learn it. Um, And even more so, I think within with regard to inclusivity, you know, I like to think that things are changing all across the board, but I know that it can be a struggle in certain um, sports and the like. And like Kara said, that is a place I feel like the theater, the choir department, the music department, the band, you know, those are places where children who are lost or who search for a place to fit in where they find their people and they find acceptance. And at the end of the day, that is what is most important as we raise our children is to make sure they know they are loved and that they are valued and that they are accepted for who they are. So those are all the places, the high school theater departments, the community theaters, the college programs, the regional theaters that, you know, maybe have one or two equity guest artist contracts. And otherwise it's all just local people who love to get up and put on a show. I mean, that's where we all start. And so I think if at this point, if no one maybe has said it to you, if there's a way for you and you find it in your heart to support that, it's going to be a long time for us to come back. We're really trying, but this is, we were the first to shut down and we will be the last to come back. I know it. And, um, and it's heartbreaking and I see the end of the tunnel. I see the light it's coming, but it's going to be a minute. And so we would appreciate any kind of help that anyone can give and support all across the board because I mean, it's our world, it's our livelihood, it's our lives, it's our love. 
And theater is a home for a lot of people who, yeah. you know, may not be accepted other places. It is their home. Yeah. Um, so we have to be able to provide that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can't, when yeah. are we going to see you, Kara? Sorry, guys. Hope. This was just, I know. I know. I know. Food. <laughs> soon, soon, soon. I know. Outside, because I'm not vaccinated yet, but I'm working She's on it. She's not. I know, but we're getting there. We're getting there. We're so close. Um, we just want to say, we'll wrap this up. We just wanted to do sort of like a check-in and say thank you more than anything. Thank you guys for sticking with us this year. Yeah. I know it's hard. We know that for those of you, particularly those of you who are parents, we know that it's hard to find time to listen. Believe us, because <laughs> we want to listen to other podcasts too. So we like try to find the time. We appreciate you for putting us in your ear while you do the dishes or while you go for a run or a walk, or if you are cleaning the house. Um, we appreciate you can continuing to make space for us and make time. The community has been such a gift. It really has. And we've heard from so many of you with suggestions or questions and keep it up. You know, we're going to try to keep this podcast going as long as we can. We want to keep the um, content and material that we're bringing to you um, relevant and worthy and what you want to hear. So if there are things that you are interested in or or guests that you really want us to try to get, let us know, you know, DM us or um, we, you can send us an email. Um, we're open to it all. Uh, we just want to keep this community of support uh, and visibility going. Yeah. I think, you know, the tide is turning in a lot of ways. And I think that um, anything we can do to amplify the juggle and the struggle and the hustle and work on that, you know, uh, social safety net issue that we've mm -hmm. sort of started to touch on a little bit with regard to parenting and motherhood, particularly, and uh, particularly coming out of this time. Um, like Kara said, the mental crisis is real. And uh, we could go on and on about that. Maybe Kara and I, we should do these like check-ins sometimes. Do y'all like this check-in? Do you like us? Let us chat? know. Let I mean, us know. Or, or you like, no more of this. Let us know, please. <laughs> I mean, we like to talk to each other, but maybe you yeah. don't want to listen to us talk. Maybe you just want to hear the other people. But we're starting to really start to go more beyond and not just the Broadway because, yeah. you know, we're starting to really want to encompass more and more of the women who strive to juggle motherhood and being an artist in whatever capacity that is. And, uh, and sometimes the papas. So yeah. let us know. We appreciate all the downloads. They really do count. If you can find time to rate us and review us on Apple podcasts uh, or wherever you listen to your podcast, we'd appreciate it. Follow us because those things matter. It's now follow. Yeah. It's not subscribe. Right. It's no money's follow. involved. Just follow us. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, let us know, come over and find us on Instagram. Talk to us, tell us what you want. And, uh, and, and we're going to be we'll here. Be here. <laughs> we're going to keep going. Hopefully yeah. one day we'll be back in the studio. I have dreams, Kara, of us like both being vaccinated. And then if there's a guest that's vaccinated, maybe we can go record in the studio. I bet we can. I bet we can. That would be amazing, right? That would be amazing. It really would. It really would. Anyway, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in today to this episode, a year into the lockdown, a year to the day. And that is nuts. The journey that we have been on, all of us together. Because we are in this together, for sure. Be well. Be safe. Continue to wear your mask. Yes. Get vaccinated if you can. Yes. And let's put this behind us. Let's Truly. get out of it. Yeah. Yep. For real. For real. 
so much love. All the love. Thanks, guys. Be well. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Mama's Talkin' Loud. Special shout-outs to Rachel Spencer-Hewitt for our fabulous graphic, Kristen Anderson-Lopez, Bobby Lopez, and Justin Ward-Weber for our awesome theme song, our producers Dory Berenstein, Alan Seals, and of course, the Broadway Podcast Network for bringing us to you. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.